Today's podcast is brought to you by Something Blue by Anita Kay, specializing in wedding and event photography. Visit her page on Facebook. For those in love, capture those memories with Something Blue by Anita Kay. It's really big. It's getting bigger and bigger. My love bigger than a candle this has got to be much, much, much bigger. The biggest fool. This is probably the biggest thing I ever got into. That's big, big, big. The Unbridled Enthusiasm Podcast with Mark Pulo starts now. We can't give them this much power in the cartoon world. A podcast, and I was told that if I did your podcast that I would, you know, advance to the next level. And we're podcasting and photographizing in front of the great... The worst gigs of their life are, are with, because of Mark Pulo's. <laughs> Anyone want a husband? Free, free to a home. Now it doesn't even have to be a good home, just free to a home. Ladies and gentlemen, Andre the Giant would like to do his impression of Willie Nelson. Suck yourself dry! Alright. Hello folks and welcome back to the Unbridled Enthusiasm Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Poulos, and it's good to be back. Today on the podcast, I thought I would uh, talk about... uh, some TV, some movies, some things that I've been watching, and uh, some things I'm excited that are coming up, and uh, give you my take on them, because I've gotten into a lot of stuff lately, like there was a time where I wasn't really watching anything, and now I'm watching everything, it feels like, you know, I'm uh, obviously watching The Walking Dead, Uh, I watched... The Jessica Jones, I watched Daredevil, I saw, uh, you know, all the new Marvel movies, a couple other strange films that uh, I just stumbled upon, and uh, some other regular TV shows. Like, I tried to get into the Badlands, but it didn't really hook me, and... Anyway, so I'm going to talk about a bunch of stuff that I've been watching and, and my take on it and my uh, point of view on it. So uh, we might as well start with The Walking Dead. So I didn't start from the beginning watching The Walking Dead. Me and my wife got into it. I think it was already season like three or four. And we just binge watched through all those seasons and caught up on Netflix. And... Uh, I like it. I like it a lot. It took me a bit. I didn't really realize that it was a comic book at first. I never read the comic books. And sometimes I kind of ruin it for myself because I kind of want to know what's coming. So, like, I'll go and read the comic book or look up the comic book online and see the storylines. But I think what's good that they do with the show is they change it. So it's like, you know, it's not exactly what it's supposed to be. And, uh, yeah, so, excited to see Negan when they actually, uh, introduce him. He's, uh, being played by a guy, I, I'm spacing his name right now, it's like, uh, a three-word name, but he played the Joker in, uh, in the, uh, The Watchmen. He also played Sam and Dean's dad in, uh, Supernatural. And uh, he was the colonel or the general in the movie The Losers, uh, which is a fucking great movie. If you have not seen The Losers, um, it's another comic book movie. But uh, 
I didn't know that when I saw it, but a really, really good movie. So check out The Losers. And uh, so Negan, he's got this uh, baseball bat wrapped in barbed wire, apparently, and he he's supposedly more ruthless than the governor, which I find hard to believe, but I don't know, man. For me, this season has kind of dragged a little bit. You know, I understand what they're trying to do with it. You know, it's like the first half of the season, like every episode was like a different point of view on the same day or some shit. And then, uh, of course, then they went off on some tangent where we had to watch Morgan learn karate in a cabin, and I will never get over the fact that the fat guy was, like, the greatest martial arts ever, and he's not able to fight off a walker that bites his shoulder, like, come on, I mean, what the fuck, and, um, the goat stuff, I, I just did not get it. And then it's just like so much whining and so much talking. And then, of course, at the very end of the season, we get the wall coming down and all the walkers coming in. And I thought the episode where the wolves stormed in and started just like brutally killing everybody was like probably one of the best episodes this season. And, uh, you know, it was all like, is Glenn alive? Is he dead? Is he alive? Who the fuck cares? I mean, he's a character on a show. And, of course, he ends up being alive because they're doing all this weird shit where, like, the head of the show calls into the after show and is like, you'll see him again sometime soon. It's like, why don't you just fucking say he's alive, you know? I mean, for Christ's sakes. And they try to, like, they try to, like, throw a red herring at you and they take his name out of the credits. Like, he's probably dead because his name isn't in the credits. Blah! Anyways, so we found out that Glenn was still alive, and he'll probably just get killed at the end of the season by Negan, who knows. But it's a fun, you know, show. It's, uh, I definitely liked the earlier seasons a lot better than what's going on right now. I hope once they start uh, transitioning the show into the colonies where uh, you've got the hilltop colony, the saviors, and Alexandria, and, you know, there's all these different groups and kind of the trade between the groups and the power struggles and stuff. I feel like it's going to be a better show and and, uh, a better thing. But they've also got a thing going on where uh, I was reading online that said it's the first time in history on a TV show where they have two legitimized good guys butting heads over a good ideal and we're rooting for the one good guy to kill the other good guy and what I'm talking about is obviously Carol and Morgan Morgan who has adapted the uh, mantra of the fat man in the woods is that every life is precious and he's not going to kill anybody ever again, which is a little unrealistic in a zombie apocalypse. And Carol, who's on the the whole other side of the spectrum, who will kill first and then just ask questions later to keep everybody safe, as we saw when they were in the prison and, and the virus was spreading, she was just fucking killing everybody and burning them into a big pile. So they butt heads and now it's like, they're both good people. They're not bad people. 
and they both have different point of views on the same ideal, but we're, like, rooting for Carol to kill Morgan because he's fucking up too much shit, you know? It's like he's living by an ideal that we all should live by, and that's don't kill anybody. But we're like, kill him! Kill him! Kill that fucker! You know? So that's an interesting dynamic, too, and... and uh, you know, it's interesting. I wonder if they ever will kill Rick off. I know he's, like, the main character, and he's in all the comic books, and he's still alive in the comic books. But it's just, like, I wonder what that show would look like without Rick on it, you know? But it's always a fight. It's always a, a struggle with Rick, you know? But uh, I definitely enjoy the show. And then they try to force us to watch this show that comes on after it into the Badlands and I was like well it's karate it's ninja shit like it's stuff that I like so I guess I'll check it out you know and I watched the first episode and it took me like two or three days to get through the first episode and I'm like it really hasn't grabbed me yet and then they introduced this like mystical part of it where like there's some special place where these two guys came from and they're like super ninjas and they've got these gold talismans and I'm like you're kind of getting me you know and then I don't know I just lost all energy for the damn show so I just shut that off and started watching one of my favorite shows of this of this year which is Ash versus the Evil Dead and if you don't have stream picks or whatever the fuck station it's on you need to get it, because that show is so fucking funny, and so good, you know, like, I watched Evil Dead, and Evil Dead 2, and of course, one of my favorite movies of all time is Army of Darkness, um, which they don't even reference at all in the show, like, hey, remember that time you went back to, like, medieval times, and, like, fought shit, and then came back, you know, it's just, like, it's almost like that didn't happen, it's just, like, the whole cabin thing is the only big part of the show, but so funny, so clever, so bloody and violent. It's ridiculous, but uh, such a great show. You should watch that if you're not watching Ash versus the Evil Dead. And then uh, I was also watching the new season of Fargo, which uh, I loved. I thought it was great. I was like, you know, they had such a flop with uh, the second season of True Detective. And Fargo was kind of doing the same idea, although both seasons were loosely tied together. Um, so Fargo was was uh, was a good show. I really liked it. Sometimes when you're watching these shows, they do, like, weird shit just to be weird, you know? Like, if you haven't seen Fargo fast forward through this, but, like, for some reason, there's, like, an underlying thing about spaceships in the show that they don't really explain that much. They just kind of show up every once in a while, and then, like, in the big, like, final battle scene, the, the spaceship shows up again, and then they make a passing comment to it at the end, like, I wonder if we're gonna put that in our report. A spaceship showed up, you know? So that was about the only thing I really didn't like about the show, is just, like, why the spaceships for no fucking reason whatsoever? I'm like... It almost kind of took me out of it, because I was like... The initial idea of it, like, the gritty drama of, like, you know, 
uh, rural mafia and trading routes and big guy against the little guy type of things and people caught in the middle of the gunfire. It was a really good show and I liked it a lot, uh, but it just kind of sucked with that whole fucking uh, stupid spaceship thing. I was just like, whatever. And then I zipped over to uh, Netflix and I watched uh, Daredevil and Jessica Jones, which were both fucking awesome shows. So, like, new and stylistic and, like, gritty and, and just, like, uh, just really well done. I mean, the whole idea, like, first of all, I love uh, Vincent D'Onofrio playing the kingpin. I thought he did a great job. But also, let's talk about Jessica Jones and um, Kilgrave. God, what a great villain. I mean, I don't think I've ever... I mean, next to, like, Professor X with his mind control abilities, like, I don't think I... I don't think they, they've spotlighted a villain that has mind control powers, and I it could be escaping me. I do watch a lot of movies, but I can't think of one where, like, the villain had mind control. Such an, such an interesting, like, ability to go up against, you know? Like, he can tell anybody anything and they'll do that and then he sets up like traps around to protect himself like if he gets grabbed like people have bombs in their bags and stuff and the dude playing Luke Cage god what a fucking monster man and I and I must admit this when I first heard about like Marvel's idea to do these shows like the Daredevil and the Punisher and Luke Cage and Iron Fist and Jessica Jones all together and then have this one big show called The Defenders. I don't really know much about any of these characters and then when they said Luke Cage, I was thinking it was the guy from Mortal Kombat who is Johnny Cage, not Luke Cage, but uh, that got sorted out quickly, but I finished both of the seasons and then they kind of loosely tie Jessica Jones to Daredevil where uh, Rosaria Dawson is like the nurse for both shows kind of helping people but uh, yeah great show, loved it a lot let's see is there any other shows that I was watching I don't think shows but uh we can get into a few of the movies that uh, that I've been watching. Uh, I just finished The Kingsman. Uh, I was interested to see that movie, and all I can say is it was interesting. It wasn't what I thought it was going to be. It was kind of like Austin Powers, if you took Austin Powers seriously. Um, I did find an interesting choice. If you haven't seen the show, fast forward, or if you haven't seen the movie, fast forward through this found it very interesting that they killed all three of like the top bill named characters or actors out of the show they killed off Michael Caine uh, Colin Firth and Samuel L. Jackson who were all like the top billed names in the movie and they all got killed off um, and you know the unknown character prevails at the end and uh, I thought it was okay watched 
this movie that probably I don't I don't know if anybody's ever heard of it. I got kind of turned on to it by someone who thought it was really good. Um, called the Snowpiercer. It's got uh, Chris Evans who plays uh, Captain America in it. And the premise of the film is that uh, they try to halt global warming by like firing shit into the atmosphere and somehow it makes like a uh, a blanket over the world and cools it down but it also like suffocates it somehow so they all end up on this really long train that just keeps circling the planet or some shit and it never has to stop it's always it's run by air or water or something and and it captures the water and makes water and they're growing food on there and stuff it had a real like uh uh, hunger games feel to it because i feel like there was like 15 train cars and like the real poor people and the destitute people were in the last car and like the rich people were in the front car and as you went up the train you would go through more and more affluent parts of the car and uh so the story takes place where the the really poor people have come up with a plan to take the train and do a mutiny so it follows their adventures up the train and all the shit they have to deal with to get to the front i thought it was a really good movie and i would uh i would say go watch it if you like that type of shit (laughs) i don't know man but yeah i watched that movie uh oh i'll talk about this movie i don't know if anybody's seen it it's called dear zachary that movie really fucked with my head i don't like how they put that movie together it really tore at my heartstrings and made me really pissed off (laughs) So if you don't know the movie, it's a documentary about a guy who uh, was murdered by his girlfriend. And she got like a slap on the wrist or something. And, and then they find out that she's pregnant with his kid. And then the guy who got murdered's parents has to have like this relationship with their son's murderer just so they can get time with the uh, grandson. It's a really, really fucked up movie. But if you're into that type of stuff... You should check it out. I want to mess with your brain for like five years. And then I watched uh, Soaked in Bleach, which was a uh, documentary put together by... And I didn't know any of this shit. Like, Soaked in Bleach was one of my favorite documentaries this year. It's all about uh, Kurt Cobain and his suicide and how they believe that it's actually a murder... And so when, right around the time that uh, Kurt committed suicide, like, he went missing for a few days. So Courtney Love hired a private investigator to try to find him. And he knew that she was a little, like, off. So he started recording, like, all the phone calls and conversations he had with her. And shit just didn't add up and all this kind of stuff. And then he confronted her with the tapes at the end and... She threatened to sue him and all this stuff, and uh, so 
you get to hear the real audio tapes and this guy talking about all the weird behavior she was doing around the time that Kurt died. And uh, it's pretty eye-opening. You know, obviously it's it's slanted their way to make it look like uh, Courtney Love killed Kurt for his money. But there's a lot of audio recordings that support his theory and it's kind of eerie when you hear him back to back you're like holy fuck this lady killed this guy you know <clears throat> that was a good one I'm trying to think of uh a few of the other documentaries that i watched this year that uh really opened my eyes to some shit oh i watched uh fed up which is a movie about uh what sugar does to your body and it's pretty uh, eye-opening. It actually um, inspired me to do the nine-day sugar cleanse. I think I talked about it uh, a few months back when I was in Wichita. It's like nine days. You give up all sugar, all refined sugar, everything like that. And, and it's amazing what happens because, like, <clears throat> day three, you get a horrible headache. Like, I've never had a headache that bad in my life. It felt like my brain was trying to eat itself. And then, like, day five, your body just starts, like, dumping all of its sugar reserves. And, like, I've never shit that much in one day. It was pretty wild, but that movie is, uh... It definitely opens your eyes to sugar and what it does to you and all that kind of stuff. So, you should check out Fed Up. But, yeah love the Marvel movies. I'm excited. You know, it's it's a pretty big weekend right now. I feel like I got the idea to do this podcast because of the whole fucking Star Wars thing. And it, it's just like... Marvel was the blueprint. You know? They came up with the phases and the universes and I think it's like the most ingenious thing that they're doing right now. And it's so, like, ahead of its time. Like, they've got these movies, and they all kind of cross over each other. Characters from other movies are in these movies. They got the teaser shit after the tra- after the credits. <clears throat> and then they come out with uh, Netflix shows that kind of cross over to the movies and the TV show. And the TV show, like, characters from the TV show are from the movies and vice versa. And it's just, like, all crossing over each other. And it's just cool to watch because it's, like... I feel like they've tried to do shit like that before. But it was, like, a situation where... Like, let's say you had a TV show about uh, something. And then in the same vein, they made a movie kind of stemming from that idea they would always recast it with like more famous people because they had this feeling of like the actors on television weren't as famous as the actors doing movies so they would have to like recast it or whatever it was like they did the movie in the heat of the night and it was like Sidney Portier and somebody else really famous and then when it went to television, obviously Sidney Portier and this other guy were like, we're not doing television, we're movie stars. So then they had to recast it with other people to do the TV show, and it's <clears throat> happened many a times with, like, MASH and uh, plenty of others. But now I feel like we're at a point in our culture where, like, 
huge movie stars are doing TV shows and vice versa. And it's like, I don't know if there's any any real worry about the crossover from TV star to movie star. But I will say this, uh, I think DC Comics, who are trying to kind of piggyback on the idea, have already fucked up. Because The Flash and Arrow are huge television shows for the WB or whatever it's called now, the CW. And they've, you know, made this announcement that Batman versus Superman is going to kind of open the door for the Justice League and all these characters to be introduced and all these new offshoot movies and everything. Well, they've already announced that The Flash and Green Arrow are going to be in those movies and they've already recast them. Like, they're not going to give the movies to the two guys that play Flash and Arrow on television. Like, that's got to... That's got to really hurt, especially the guy that plays The Flash, because that show is, like, so big right now. Not to say that Arrow isn't that big. I was surprised that the guy who played Green Arrow in Smallville didn't move over and do his own spinoff as Arrow. That kind of surprised me, but I don't know the whole story. Like, maybe he didn't want to do it, like, maybe he just wanted to go do movies or whatever, and not be known as Green Arrow for the rest of his life, and this guy that's playing Green Arrow now is like, thank you! So I think they're kind of already fucking up, and that, don't get me started on the Batman versus Superman trailer, how stupid was that? Like, what? uh, Jesse Eisenberg, who's playing Lex Luthor, He is, I get it, he's doing something different than every other person that's done Lex Luthor. And, like, that's what we ask for a lot of times when a new superhero movie comes out. Like, do something different than the other guys, you know? Try something different. And I get it, that's what they're doing. They're trying something different. But at what point did he decide that he was going to play Lex Luthor as an effeminate crazy person? Like, where did that come from? Like, I could see you playing Lex Luthor more of like, uh, you know, unhinged than, you know, the stately versions of Kevin Spacey and, and Gene Hackman. But where the fuck did this come from? Like, Batman and Superman, they're together, and I did this, yay, I have long hair and I'm weird, you know, it's like, who the fuck, and the CGI doomsday, I mean, somebody did a side to side, where it was like doomsday next to like one of the giant trolls from uh, Lord of the Rings, and somebody's like, I think they just repurposed one of these trolls from Lord of the Rings, because it was like an exact match. So DC is trying to do those universe-type things, and uh, and Marvel's doing it, and it's it's working out really good for them, you know. So with the Star Wars, this is what they're going to be trying to do, if you don't know this. So they're going to have the next three movies. They're going to have episodes 7, 8, 9, whatever it is. 
but then they're going to have offshoots in the Star Wars universe. Like, they've already announced that they're going to do this movie called Rogue One, where it's, like, uh, the story of the group of individuals that stole the plans for the Death Star. And in the timeline, apparently it takes place between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. So that's kind of a cool idea. They've already uh, said they're making plans to do a, uh, a Han Solo origin film. And they've been talking to Chris Pratt to play Han Solo, which I think would be a perfect fit. But it's just like, <clears throat> this fucking guy is already so many guys in different movies. You know, he's the Jurassic Park guy. He's the Guardian of the Galaxy guy. You know, he's just got so many hats on right now. Which is always weird for me to see Chris Evans playing, you know, Captain America. Because he's played so many different superhero parts over the years. I didn't get a chance to see the the Fantastic Four, but I'm glad I didn't. Because I heard it was just a piece of shit. But it's always confusing with, like... When Marvel was going, like, bankrupt, they were, like, selling off their properties. Like, uh, like a Like a hooker hooked on crack down on the corner, you know, they sold Spider-Man to Sony, they sold X-Men to the, <clears throat> to Fox, they just sold off all this stuff, so it's just like, you, you get confused, because like, Fox owns the rights to the X-Men and like, the word mutant, so in like, Age of Ultron and like, all these uh, Avengers movies and the the cinematic universe, they can't refer to any of the people that have abilities as mutants. They have to be called the gifted, you know, which is really weird. Oh, and I watch uh, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which I really like that show, too. Uh, it was kind of dragging a little bit last season, but I think this season's uh, been pretty cool. And I just, I love the fact that they, like, the timelines of the Marvel movies that would come out affected, like, what was going on in the TV show to show that they're, like, all connected together, which I think is really a great idea. Um, so, yeah, it, it's going to be interesting. I haven't seen Star Wars yet. I'll probably go see it at some point. So they got all these new movies coming out for Star Wars and shit, and, and obviously it's doing really well. You know, some people really get into the Star Wars thing, man. I was never one of those guys. I enjoy the films, but I'm not going to dress up like fucking Chewbacca and go stand in line for four hours and wait for the movie to start. That's just not me. I think I've talked about it on the podcast before. I'm just like one of those guys where I just, I don't have a thing. You know, the, I have a lot of things. I know a lot of things about <clears throat> a lot of hobbies and, and things, but I I don't have that one thing that I just go bonkers over, whether it's like a band and music or a TV show or a, a series of movies or, or whatever it is, you know, fantasy football, golf, ice fishing. I just don't have that thing where like I wake up and like 20 or 30 times a week I, I'm doing something because of my thing or I'm thinking about my thing. Like I just, I don't have that, you know. I don't know why, but I feel like my thing for the longest time was gambling. Like, that's the thing that I 
that I did obsessively and I thought about all the time and, and I would maneuver my life around my gambling and like gambling was my thing and now that it's gone it's it's taken a while to refill those holes of my time like what should I really be doing right now like I would be gambling but I'm not so but I, I think it's a really cool time for television man there's so many cool shows coming out a lot of like I heard the other day that that they're probably going to do an origin story for uh, the Sons of Anarchy uh, that surrounds uh, Josh Teller or John Teller the father of uh, the head guy Jax and they said that uh, Brad Pitt is most likely going to play John Teller which would be fucking sweet I wish they would bring back Better Call Saul I love that show but for some reason they're hanging on to it forever to start the next season but it's like all these like origin stories and prequels and stuff I always wonder what the first prequel was Um, it was probably Godfather 2 I would assume but I could have my my facts wrong, which would be the first prequel, which is kind of a sequel and a prequel, you know, it was all, like, about the father and and how he came to power, but it was also following Al Pacino's rise to power as kind of a parallel. It was a really good movie, but, uh, yeah, a lot of huge movies coming up, a lot of uh, Marvel movies, the sequel to Ant-Man and Black Panther and uh, uh, Miss Marvel and just a lot of cool shit coming out, Doctor Strange, and uh, it's going to be fun to watch, and uh, I'll probably have more to say about it as time goes on, but uh, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed a little little chat about movies and TV today. If you want to check out the podcast, go to iTunes, Stitcher, Tuned In, Podbean, that's all there. LargeDrunkMan.com for my upcoming uh, dates. Uh, this weekend, I will be at the New Hope Cinema Grill in, uh, surprisingly, New Hope, Minnesota. So come down and check out that show. I'll also be at Goonies Comedy Club on New Year's Eve and uh, a lot of other fun shows. So thank you so much for tuning in and tune in next time when we talk about who knows.